Hello and welcome to Wild Women, the Wild Swimming Podcast. I'm Laura MacDonald. How is everyone doing? Hope you're all doing alright and that you're getting a chance to enjoy the wintry weather. That is assuming, of course, that you have wintry weather where you are. I know I've got at least one listener in Australia, so I'm guessing it's a little bit toastier with you. But anyway, it's snowing again here, which is really going to put the kibosh on my swimming plans. Which, you know, I really don't like to admit. But see, the problem is I've got this, like, really daft, towny car and it does not cope well with wintry conditions. And yesterday it landed me in a smidge of trouble because after enjoying a very necessary cleansing, relaxing swim in the ice up at the reservoir, I then couldn't leave because my car wouldn't climb the hill which was caked in snow. Honestly, it was, I mean, it was really stressful, but also it was really embarrassing. I ended up having to reverse all the way down the hill, which with no grip is pretty scary in order to get a proper runny at it. And the only reason that I'm not still there is that my frankly heroic swim buddy actually jumped behind my car just as I was approaching the brow of the hill because she realised that there was no way I was going to make it and she pushed my car to the top of the hill by herself. I still can't believe that she did it. It was a ridiculous and brilliant thing to do and I am very, very grateful to her. I'm going to have to work out some sort of thank you present. Don't really know what yet. She deserves something good though, don't you think? I am now going to be responsible and I am not going to go swimming until the road has cleared a little bit. And as I said, it's snowing again just now. So I think that might not be for a little while, which is a little bit sad. Anyway, as a way to cheer myself up, I have finally got round to setting up a Facebook account for Wild Women Pod, if you want to go and find us there. As usual, you can follow me on Instagram as well. To help with cheering myself up, I have an idea to share your swimming pictures on Tuesdays. I'm going to call it Cheer Up Tuesdays because that's when I need cheering up because it's the furthest point in the week from my next swim. If you want me to share your swimming pictures in my stories, then just tag Wild Women Pod or use the hashtag Wild women so that I can find them. Today on Wild Women, I am talking to the charming and very giggly Sarah Kennedy Norcoy, author of Salt on My Skin. The book was released last year and in it Sarah writes really openly about how sea swimming became an essential coping mechanism in helping her deal with a very turbulent year. Her writing is by turns hilarious and heartrending, whilst always being completely honest about the traumas of caring for her sick mother and the cleansing qualities of seawater. She manages to do all that in a really conversational style that makes for a very absorbing read. So grab yourself a cuppa while Sarah and I get into the exhilaration of ice swimming, Sarah's writing process and the fickle mood of the seas around Orkney. I love the idea of you being in your wardrobe. Honestly, it's brilliant. That is, you're going to survive motherhood because you can go in your wardrobe and sit there. Yes, I absolutely did record this interview sitting in my wardrobe. It is the most suitable space that I have for recording. And I really hope that you notice the improvement in the normal audio quality because usually I record sitting in the kitchen as it is the farthest away from the baby's bedroom. Yes, I do compromise your audio quality for the sake of a well-slept baby. I'm sure the parents out there understand. Now, this is me talking over my first question, which as always is, are you a dipper, a swimbler, a serious swimmer, or an athlete. Sarah puts herself down as a swimbler. So, I mean, I I faff about. When I swim in the pool, I've always, I differentiate it and I say that in the pool, I'm doing my proper swimming. I actually do proper swimming. Um, 
and I do that you know a lot and I love it but when I'm in the sea it is heads up breaststroke enjoying the whole ambience of it it's not just swimming but it's everything it's the experience and everything and talking a lot which I do really really well I'm glad to hear that for an interview (laughs) (laughs) I have a great great face for podcasts (laughs) right okie dokie so if we could just start with the book actually because the book really starts with your your first swim yeah uh, um, well yeah. I call it um my midlife crisis really 2019 which is the book is all January to December massive spoiler alert hey January to December of 2019 and I was I was ju- I had just turned 49 and so I had set myself a list of 49 things to do while I was still 49 and one of those things was meant to be a one-off polar bear swim as I call it one a one-off dip in the sea in the cold in the really cold living in Orkney it's always cold but sometimes it's really cold (laughs) like right now it's four degrees um I think my first swim was six degrees in January of 2019 it was meant to be a one-off but it was just I just got hooked and you know yourself I mean it's it's exhilarating and somebody said to me on that first day I will warn you it's very addictive and I remember thinking yeah not for me it's not going to be um but then it you know it was I was absolutely hooked and I I started going three or four times a week straight away and have never never looked back before we go any further what else was on that list um oh there was yeah so many people asked me that actually and the interesting thing is a lot of that has kind of just gone to the wayside I mean I saw a uh, I mean I did achieve the things but some of them were smaller things like try a new food or try a new drink um I saw a calf being born I'd never seen that before um I wanted to drive a tractor um there's a farm theme coming out isn't there but just all kinds of (laughs) all kinds of different experiences I mean you know I, I certainly didn't want to jump out of a plane or anything you know, they were kind of more lowbrow, middle-aged uh, woman kind of things. But yeah, just a load of fun, different act. Oh, pull a pint. I pulled a pint. That was good fun too. <laughs> I think I had about three hours of bar training once when I was a student and I was terrible at it. <laughs> well, I only pulled the... one pint. They didn't invite me to pull any more. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. Did you get to drink the pint? Uh, I don't drink beer. <laughs> <sighs> Gave it away. Can you believe that? Shocker, any. So tell us a little bit about the book. Well, I had always wanted to publish a book and I've done quite a lot of communicating through. So I have a blog, I've written some magazine articles, things like that. So I was a baby writer, a novice kind of writer, but I always found that I could communicate through writing. But 2019 was quite a prolific year. I mean, I thought 2019 was bad because I didn't know what was going to happen in 2020. But at the time, you know, there was a time when COVID wasn't invented. And that's when I wrote the book. And what has happened in January was, so my one of my closest friends died from cancer. And my mum, at the same time, very same time, was diagnosed with dementia. And the book, so it's called Salt on My Skin, which is about the sea swimming, but it's also about the tears that I cried. Um, which there was a lot of both things going on. Um, so it was really my journey through the year and how I coped with my feelings of grief around my friend and my mum and how I coped with that through sea swimming. 
And it was just such a powerful journey that I wanted to document it. And so I wrote a book. And that's how it, you know, that's how it came about. Sounds like you had a hell of a year. Certainly reads that way. I was, (laughs) my stress levels were up at certain points. (laughs) I tried to sort of document it. So there's a lot of lighthearted bits as well, isn't there? There's, you know, I mean, a lot of people say they kind of laugh and cry on each page because there's a lot of really stressful things going on, quite rightly, as you say, but I tried to not make it too depressing so that everybody's sobbing into their coffee. I mean, your descriptions of uh, your sea swims, really, they are fabulous. They really jump off the page. Thank you very much. And a lot of people say the same, actually, that it's quite conversational, isn't it? The the book, it's almost like I'm sitting down having a chat with you. And I think people found that. So how challenging did you find it to be truthful about these experiences with your readers? Are there any parts of the story that you either had to minimise or that you exaggerated for literary effect I felt quite vulnerable once it was all done I certainly thought oh my gosh I've really put myself out there talking about my body issues and you know you're kind of you you get used to bodies when you start swimming don't you you're so used to seeing people in fact I went to a quiz with um, a group of my swimming friends and I was like this is really weird we've all got our clothes on (laughs) it's quite a strange experience so I found it quite difficult talking about my body but I also wanted to be real Uh, I also there were times with my mum talking about because I didn't want her to feel exposed and kind of humiliated um talking about how she kind of lost control of the finances for example was difficult because I didn't want I didn't want her to read it and be like oh my god is this me I don't think she even realized she'd lost control of the finances so you know, I, I had to be careful how I wrote it. Funnily enough, you know, you say exaggerate. I didn't need to. <laughs> like, truth is stranger than fiction. Um, and I didn't need to exaggerate. It was just, in some ways, I kind of played stuff down, actually. So, yeah. But, it, but it you know, it was challenging and you certainly do feel vulnerable. And the book ends exactly a year ago, pretty much. You have a wee summary for January 2020. That's right. How have things been since then? Um, It's... <laughs> Well, other than 2020 just being just swallowing us whole, in terms of my mum, I mean, she continues to deteriorate because she has a degenerative condition. Mm-hmm. So her dementia is not getting any better and it's not going to. But I I mean, I talk a lot in the book about crying in my car all the time and just crying all the time. And I think that's stabilised now. I've managed to come to terms with things a lot more. I, I wasn't able to swim during lockdown number one. I couldn't swim in the sea and I I really missed it. And then just towards the end of lockdown, I thought I'm I'm going to have to get in the cold water. Um, and so two weeks before lockdown was lifted, I can neither confirm nor deny I may have made my way to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go admitting things like that. The internet will have you. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was maybe May. <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky because I'm in a tier three and so we can still swim um, and we can still drive to exercise and things like that. So I haven't been as hit as as people in tier four, but I would imagine it would be really, I'd be quite stressed because it is such a big stress relief for me. I am definitely feeling quite lucky that it's a very short drive I don't feel too guilty driving to my swim spot but that's only off the back of having found ones much closer to the house 
If you follow Wild Women Pod on Instagram or Facebook, you will know that I have recently taken up ice dipping in a tub in my back garden. This was actually my original plan B for if lockdown restrictions were to stop me getting out to swim altogether. I ordered a Japanese folding bathtub online just after Christmas. After it finally arrived, it took me a little while to get round to setting it up, which was unfortunate because, dear listener, I did not choose well. It is a lot smaller than described and I haven't entirely worked out how to concertina myself into it with any grace or dignity. If you follow the podcast on the socials, then you will probably have an idea about what I mean. The other thing that's taking some adjustment is that I am not naturally a skin swimmer. So having a cold bath in my garden, in my bikini, is a new, weird and sore sensation. But honestly, it is so worth it. There is this moment about a minute in when my usual Tasmanian devil brain just goes to sleep and I am still and calm and happy for the rest of the night. I also think I'm sleeping a lot better, but I have a toddler, so, you know, that's all relative. Anywho, I'll stop waffling on. I have a guest. You are not here to listen to me. I will stop being so rude. So, yeah, with 2020 being as challenging as it was, are we getting a sequel? Uh, Do you know, so many people have asked me that, and yes, there will be. In fact, I was thinking about it. There will be another book. In fact, there's probably going to be another two. There's going to be one that's going to be a lot more humorous and not so focused on mum. But I do think, it's quite sad to say this, but there is another, There, you know, there's there's a final chapter from mum, I suppose. And we haven't reached it yet. Am I saying that really diplomatically? But you know, she's not going to go on forever. And so there's going to be something to process there. But yeah, there's going to be, it's it's not just a one-off book. It's the beginning of hopefully many. If you've not had a moment to enjoy Sarah's writing, I really recommend that you take a moment now, perhaps stick on the kettle, open up her website on your phone and order her book. You can check out her blog and her Instagram, all of which I will have linked in the show notes. Go to it. You will not regret it. Yeah. Can you tell us about, you know, your most memorable swim? Well, one of them, and I refer to this in the book, actually, for me, and I don't know why this was most memorable, but it was the 1st of May and we had a sunrise swim. Well, the sun was allegedly rising. It was technically there. But I remember setting the alarm for something like 20 past four. And it was just being in the water when it everything felt really muffled. It felt like everybody was asleep because it was so early. Sun rose at 10 past five, I think quarter past five. And it was just really misty and magical. And there was a seal that popped up. And it was just really beautiful. I just remember it so clearly as being one of those really fantastic experiences. And then I think, oh, they're all my favourite. But that one really sticks in my mind. And then we went and did the whole thing again in the evening for sunset. I don't know why, but once you get into swimming, you start setting yourself swimming bucket lists, don't you? And you've got to do all these different things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and what about a challenging one? Have you had any kind of scary experiences? I've had a couple, actually. There was one that I remember, and this happened, I think it was earlier this year. Maybe it was before, it must have been before lockdown or, I mean, we're in 2021. I mean, like last year, but I was swimming and we were all having a good time and the weather just suddenly changed really quickly. And we were in the water, the water, the state of the water changed really quickly. Um, It was really kind of kicking up. And then we had hailstones and 
if you get hailed on, it's really painful. Now, fortunately, we were in a bay, so we were we could quite safely, pretty safely, get back in. But it was a it was a reminder that things can change really quickly. We were we were just we couldn't believe how quickly things changed. But it, it's a healthy reminder actually to keep safety paramount, especially you know we were saying that all the loads of new people have started doing it haven't they in the last 12 months and I kind of just get a little bit jittery about people just hopping into the sea and thinking it's a good old lark you've got to know what you're doing and you've got to be safe Um, and that was a real reminder that things can change very quickly. Sea swimming comes with its own particular set of joys and dangers. Much like the handsome thug of a cat that I share a house with it is beautiful but moody capable of tender moments and surprising vicious attacks, it is potentially therapeutic but also unrepentant about trying to kill you. Be aware of potential dangers and what you need to do about them. Good places to start or refresh your skills include wildswimming.co.uk and the Outdoor Swimming Society website. Both of those have great resources and links to help you broaden your knowledge and prepare yourself. And remember, kitty tummy rubs are always a trap. I may have lost the thread on this one. I'm sure Sarah knows where we are about the memorable swims last year we got into the sea and there was like a layer of ice that we think the dew must have frozen actually onto the sea but it was a layer of ice and it was incredible absolutely amazing to have oh i was high as a kite all day people would like hi how are you sarah we swam in ice this morning i mean it was just amazing to swim in actual ice it's fabulous isn't it it is i I still don't know why it's so brilliant but it's <laughs> i think it's because it's everything your mother told you not to do <laughs> yeah. it's but it like that isn't you and you you get that swimmer smile don't you? you get in and once you get past the oh my gosh i can't breathe and then you regulate and then you're just like beaming brilliant yeah it is it's fab oh the other thing i really related to in your book right at the beginning when you've got your little mantra of you know sarah can do hard things <laughs> in fact yesterday we were going down the slip my friend and I, and it was about eight o'clock in the morning and it was, you know, minus three air temperature, really cold. And I went on the slip and I went, do hard things, do hard things, do hard things. <laughs> do you still get that little um, sort of sensible voice at the back of your head that goes, are you sure you need to be doing this today? <laughs> I know you still, that never goes away, does it? Like, what am I doing? That before you get in, it doesn't matter how many times you swim, you get that voice that says, what are you doing this is madness this is not sane sane people don't do this kind of thing can you tell me a little bit about your writing process I discovered you have to make time to write because apparently I can spend all day doing absolutely nothing I'm really brilliant at that and then I achieve an awful lot in the last minute so I had to make time to write it was just forcing myself to do it and and kind of tricking myself into it sometimes saying you know half an hour I just have to do half an hour and then you get into it looking around at this mess here this is is my writing room a few weeks back sarah posted some photos of her writing room on her instagram the views are dreamy but this is quite new so i just i just wrote at the kitchen table but what i did do was have i had on my phone i had a notes app and everything i wanted to include in the book things little quotes that i wanted to remember to put in i just kept that in my notes app and then i i made sure that i when i finished the book i made sure that i'd covered everything that i wanted to do i had mind maps all kinds of things going it's just um most of most of the writing process is just staring out of the window actually if i'm really honest it's not mindlessly staring, it's thinking about it's things. It's thinking, yeah, absolutely. Thinking. 
I'm creating. Yes. And have you got anything that is like you're writing kryptonite, anything that stops you in the process? No, I don't think so. If anything, I stalled a little bit towards the end. And I think it was because I knew that once it was finished, the process of getting it published was going to start. And imposter syndrome was crippling. I found that really difficult. And I, you know, I kind of wrote it and I thought, who on earth is going to read this? What a load of rubbish. Who cares about what you've got to say? So all these gremlins were in my head telling me it's no good. So if anything, I am my own kryptonite. But I pushed through the pain barrier and published it. And then, oh my gosh, when it started selling and then I started to look at the reviews and I thought, oh, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a, a fair review. It's not that bad. It's fine. Not that bad. <laughs> well, in Scotland, that's quite a good compliment. Yeah, yeah it is actually. That's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> it's funny because I looked on, I look at the reviews from time to time. I mean, I don't really fixate on it, but I do look at the reviews. And there was like 117 five, well, there was 117 reviews and all of them were five star apart from one four and one three. And I was like, who gave me that three? <laughs> <laughs> think oh there's 115 five stars it was like this one three who gave me yeah. why why didn't they like it what's why is it average <laughs> i understand that boy do i please take a moment to like review and share both sarah's book salt on my skin and wild women i am very needy for your approval also if this project is ever going to be able to wash its face i need to show that people like it so if you do like it could you please let it be known now Sarah's writing makes you feel so much a part of her family that I felt it acceptable to ask this question. Finally, and I may cut this out um, if you want me to, but I just wanted to check in, you know, how everybody's getting on. How's your dad and how's Katie? They're doing good. I mean, my dad, bless him, he has really risen to the challenge of becoming carer for my mum. So my mum was always the one in charge and you know she was just the go-getter the organizer the everything and and now she's putting her head on backwards and you know not really got a clue what's going on and it's really quite passive about stuff but he has really risen to that challenge and Katie so if people haven't read the book so Katie was very very ill in the last chapter but she is doing a lot better she's she's seen some specialists and had some diagnoses and and is getting more stable and managing her condition better so that's good she's yeah yeah Yeah. that 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 was a stressful last chapter to read oh i know and and so i was thinking you know here i am writing this book to try and motivate everybody and inspire people and then everything just fell apart at the end i was like i can't publish this book it's just so depressing which is why I kind of went back on to January and just be like, yeah, it's going to be all right. Yeah, it's I'm still here. I'm still swimming. Life doesn't have easy ending points, I think. It doesn't. It's just reality, isn't it? It's just the ebb and flow of life that we're constantly, you know, you have good seasons and then you have really more challenging seasons and then you get 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been a year, hasn't it? Maybe it wasn't the best year to launch a book, but it's anyway, it seemed to do fine. It seemed to it seemed to do well. I mean, the only thing you're missing out on is the launch party. Yeah, I did an online launch actually which worked out fine, and I'm I mean, I know I'm kind of quite I come across as quite loud, but I'm quite introverted. I I quite like just being indoors. I suit lockdown life. So, I just get up and go for my swim, and then I come home and I stay home and it's fine. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm glad that there's a bit of that kind of ease and balance for balance. you. Balance, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that you would like to tell about the book or about your swimming experiences or anything that I've missed? I would certainly just encourage people if they're going to do it. I always like to say this because I've written a book and I've been really passionate about it. Uh, the book is available from my website. That I, I've been really passionate about it, but I just can't stress enough for people to be safe when they, if they want to try it and they want to give it a go and it is becoming popular and you are seeing lots of people and smiley faces and bubble hats, but like, please be safe when you do it. You know, don't go alone. Although I did go alone in the book and I, you know, I front that out and talk about that. But if you're new and inexperienced, then please be safe. Thank you so much, Sarah, for your time. You're quite right. Safety should always be our number one priority when we're swimming outdoors. To keep up with Sarah, you can follow her on Instagram at Sarah, and you can check out her website, sarahkennedynorcoy.com. You can buy her book there if you haven't already done so. I promise you won't regret it. If you've already got a copy, then you should buy one for your swim buddy. You can follow the podcast at Wild Women Pod on Facebook and Instagram. And if you tag me in your swimming photos, I will share them to my stories for Cheer Up Tuesday. Now, I'm also going to start a Patreon. So please keep an eye out for that. If you are interested in supporting the podcast, then I would be forever grateful. Thanks, as always, to Mary St. Mary of the Housecoat Project for allowing me to use Wild Women for the theme music. You can find the links to the full track in the show notes. That's everything from Wild Women this week. Stay safe.